listening to Dimescar, Dimescar Fan Podcast, about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, uh, tried as we did, uh, we couldn't get over the line on Anzac Day and um, yeah, like I said, uh, I just think that it was a bit disappointing to see, you know, uh, another another game where we're kind of in the match, but you know, couldn't, you know, finish the game off and that's been a bit of a trend on Anzac Day, to be honest. Yeah, it is, mate. I mean, in terms of effort, it was certainly there this game. I don't think anyone can question that. Uh, Bort was missing was like a our execution um, and that was both in terms of, you know, laying tackles, it was in terms of our efficiency with the pill and that's in front of goal and around the ground. Uh, but most, uh, I suppose, disappointingly is our... Uh, willingness or, or ability uh, to defend the ground, especially on turnover and especially through the middle of the ground where uh, time and time again, uh, even if we did have a run and play, as soon as we turned it over, Collingwood just opened up, opened us straight up through the middle and yep. they'd go end-to-end and, and kick a goal, mate. Yeah. Uh, and we saw, you know, a great crowd at the MCG and, uh, you know, I was there and I've got to say... It's the fullest I've seen the MCG, you know, probably since 2019. And, mm. you know, I was looking for sections where there's, you know, not people sitting. Uh, sometimes you can tell in the, in the big game. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's hard to believe when I think about it now. There's only 4,000 there uh, officially. But if I looked around, it's hard to imagine they could, they could have fit, you know, another 15,000 odd. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a... That's a good thing about you know games like this. Um, you know, Anzac Day is a very special to all of us as Australians. Um, but everyone sort of shows the respect, you know, um, for the game. And no matter where the two teams are, generally on the ladder, um, they'll generally put in a fair contest. Um, so again, that comes to the effort for mine, which was great, but the execution was sorely lacking and. Um, Look, if I if I may, Jame, um, you know, based on a military perspective, uh, it's almost fitting that uh, our, I suppose, remembrance um, was lacking in execution. Um, you know, the sort of first foray into Gallipoli, um, you know, it was a bit of a botched effort in terms of uh, the planning and so forth. Uh, the guys dug in and, and battled hard, but um, yeah, certainly the um, you know the, the pre-planning execution. Uh, phase wasn't um, uh, wasn't as as planned, um, but uh, yeah, they they fought it out, and I suppose reflective of that, it was the, the bombers' efforts on the day. Um, yeah, we, we did fight um, for the four quarters. I do believe that, but um, certainly uh, we have a lot of work to do if we are to be um, relevant as a football side in the AFL. Um, yeah, to my mind, anyway. Yeah, well, um, why don't we go straight into the game, mate? And uh, yeah, why don't you lead us off as we yeah, head look, into the first quarter? Yeah, it was sort of funny. I mean, we obviously, um, you know, Merritt and Stringer had come back, which was great, but a lot of us sort of worried about, yeah, did we bring him back too early? And uh, that first clearance had me worried, James, because we should have had that first clearance, but Merritt uncharacteristically dropped the ball uh, and it was handballed straight to him at chest height. Uh, and then after a bit of back and forth where we were fumbly with the footy, and it wasn't just Merritt, there's a few other guys uh, involved as well. Uh, Ginevan 
gold uh, for the pies and unfortunately it was to be the, the first of many to come. Yeah, um, I've got to say, um, if I've got a new player I dislike the most, it's certainly that guy. He, uh, he was a real nuisance on the day and really spoiled my, my day and ultimately the Bombers. Absolutely. Um, look, then we saw Majacek have a shot at goal soon after, after a one-handed grab. Um, look, to my mind, he, he juggled it over line, but it was paid. I've, I've got no issues with it because... You know, even though it was sort of bumbled, he, he did take it with a, the one grab, so you'd, you'd wear those. Um, uh, so, you know, he, he missed the shot. But unfortunately, in that sort of same contest, uh, you know, Lav uh, pulled up sore. He seemed to have knocked his knee. And, uh, yeah, we all know the story of a, of an Essendon knock. Um, he did play out, yeah, the majority of the game thereafter. So he came back after a little while, but... Um, he certainly looked properly for for the rest of the match when he when he was playing. Uh, so a bit of a shame there. Um, then we saw Shield hit two meter Peter in the pocket, uh, but he missed when he hit the post. And certainly he was looking good off the boot, mate. But unfortunately uh, went awry. Uh, and then Redmond hit Waterman beautifully about thirty five meters out, right in front, and he slotted our first goal, Jane. Yeah, I always feel pretty. Um... You know, pretty good when I see uh, Waterman lining up. He's mm. beautiful kick of the footy. Yep. Um, he somehow, you know, gives you that level of, you know, certainty that he, he'll go back and, and kick it, and uh, certainly did, and uh, that became a trend for him throughout the game. Yeah, it was. Um, look, then we saw, uh, you know, Guelphie make a massive tackle in our forward fifty. I think it might have been on Pendlebury Jane, um, and unfortunately, it was paid. High. Um, oh. Well, up the other end, uh, Majacek wrapped up Kelly in a tackle, and that was paid holding the ball. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, Majacek, he was good enough. He was a, yeah, he would have been right on 50 when he kicked that, uh, but he was good enough to slot it through. Yeah, it's a real 12 point play, you know. We should have kicked the goal, yeah, we should have had a free kick and would have been a pretty gettable goal. And then uh, you had to watch the ball sail down the other end, and, and they got one that. They really hurt those. Yeah, they do. Um, then after we saw, um, you know, Cox, he, um, you know, he, he missed the footy, but he, he pressured side bottom exiting the ball. Um, so it was good work from Cox. Um, and side bottom, uncharacteristically, sort of panic kicked it out and Hep intercepted uh, the kick and he hit Stringer about 35 metres out. Unfortunately, Stringer missed that first shot. And then we saw uh, Na- Callie nail McCreary in the tackle. Uh, and McCrail, um, McCreary rather, he dropped the footy, but it wasn't paid as it sort of bounced straight up to him. Um, and unfortunately, then that's when we saw Majacek just at point love. He, he outbodied love um, really and just stuck his boot out to um, toe poke the ball through for another goal for the Pies. Yeah, well, like he's a strong man, um, Majacek. And like, I guess, uh, you know, not that I'm a defensive coach, but. I think something for Lad to learn would be, you know, when you go and body the player, you probably want to have your um, your back to the goal line, mm. um, where he's kind of got on the other side. Yeah. Uh, and once my check had won the, you know, the, the contest, uh, just for a, a brief moment, uh, he had nothing, uh, you know, in the in the way of just throwing a boot and watching the ball dribble over the line. Mm. Uh 
And then I think the story of, of that quarter for mine, Jane, was we just, we just continued to butcher the, the footy. Um, every time we got a run of play, uh, we might hit the first handball, but we wouldn't think through the chain of possession. So, okay, so you might get it away. What next? Um, you know, whether it was a, a lack of overlapping run, um, guys not presenting for each other, but whatever the case may be, time and time again, we got choked up and would cop up the footy. Uh, I think that's uh, that was pretty... Um, uh, concerning to see, but finally, after you know a lot of faffing around, you'd have to say, uh, you know, we, I think we should have, uh, you know, we could have had the uh, possibility of being in front of that quarter, but um, in the end, Shield uh, did get handball away to Waterman, and uh, Shield got it back and handballed to Stringer, who did snap the goal, Jane. Uh, it was a great link, and it's almost coast to coast, and you know, just the amount of handballs, and we. As you said, mate, we tried to get it done uh, to no avail earlier. You know, a lot of broken up plays just from overhandle. That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. But this was one of the ones that paid off. And, and when it does come off, it's, it's a great thing to watch. You know, just how you know, the ball zooms in there and uh, with you know, the link in play. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's hard to replicate that always because obviously mm. the opposition become aware that, you're playing a handball game. Yep. So, but that was a great one. And, you know, everyone seemed to be on the same page. And that's really important when you do those quick handballs. Even the, uh, I think it was uh, Caldwell, uh, when he handballed inwards, like, you know, you, I think the opposition would have expected he would have handballed, you know, on, as it approached the uh, 50 metre line. Mm. Um, they're probably waiting for the handball to be you know, on the uh, boundary side, but a smart handball to Shield inwards, and Shield had to take that. Yeah, you know, I've seen Shield uh, fumble uh, uh, in those kind of moments. But yep. He took it beautifully, and then a great handball over the top where it, you know avoided being intercepted and went to Stringer, and he doesn't need much room to uh, snap those goals. He doesn't, mate. Uh, and that ended the quarter for us. So uh, we finished down by a goal, two goals, two fourteen to there, three goals, two twenty. Uh, and then going to the second quarter, um, it was really good to see Draper. You know, he took an important mark down back. Um, and he'd actually taken a couple of marks during the game to that point. Uh, and we'd needed it badly on the day, James, because it just seemed to me we just had no real, um, I suppose, marking targets. Uh, you know, Peter Wright wasn't having the greatest day. And, um, you know, Draper providing a presence in the air was, um, you know, pretty important for us. So it was good to see. And then we opened him up. Uh, when Shiel kicked it over the Collingwood mids to Guelphie, who hit Perkins in our 50, and he went back and dobbed it. And it was, it was a really important goal, James, to level the scores. And I think, yeah, realistically, uh, yeah, Perkins could have had 50 there as well because uh, Sidebottom uh, sort of started running at Perkins uh, and encroached on the mark. Um, but the, the umpire generously just gave him the benefit of the doubt. And, yeah, you'd think, you know, Sidebottom has probably earned that right over his period of time. He's not one to um, uh, you know, push boundaries that much. Um, so, uh, anyway, Perkins was good enough to go back and kick it. Uh, but, unfortunately, back up the other end, uh, Ginevan, you know, he did drop his head, but he did cop it high from Laverde. Uh, and he went back and kicked his second uh, and this is where did he tell us to shush, mate? He did, mate. Um, and the, the thing that really frustrated me about that, Jane, um, was who went up to him and said, no, nah, not in my house, mate. 
Yeah. No one. Yeah. Um, he was he was doing it to you know Laverde, he'd do it to Heppel, and not one of them um said, sit down, champ, you know, you're a first year player or, or anything like that, you know, rough him up and say, no, nah, you're gonna earn your next one. Um, I didn't see any of that, Jamie, and he was just allowed to run a mark, and that was really disappointing because certainly days gone by, uh, you know, Wallace, Solomon, Harvey. Hardwick, none of those guys would have stood for that. Um, yeah, I was just picturing Mark Johnson in that situation. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you could name any number of blokes, but um, we're just too nice for a football club, Joe. Um, so that just, uh, yeah, frustrates me a bit. But then look, oh, um, look I get, I'm sorry, just to say, like, some people could say, well, that's incredibly disciplined. You know, they didn't risk giving away you know, an unnecessary free gift. But you're right, mate. It, you know, when you see a, you know, a player, let's face it, he's being a, a smart alley. Yep. Um, yeah, you want you you want us to kind of feel like, as you said, not in our house. You know, this is, you know, we're not going to put up with that. You yeah, you, know, you want to act like that every time you're near the ball. You're going to get a body. Um, well, and that's the thing. It doesn't. You don't have to do it right then and there. Yeah. You know, in the next contest, you just make sure you're. You know, your um, your bump might go into the ribs. Um, you know, you make sure he he knows he's he's playing against you know hard-bodied men um, that he's not going to get easy kicks. But unfortunately, we just um, uh, we don't get into the heads. Um, no. Yeah, and that, that used to be the case for us. Like we used to go to a match game, and uh, you know, Herb would talk about it, Lloyd would talk about it. You had the match won before you'd actually uh, seen the ball bounce uh, because you were in their in their heads already. Um, we we don't have that mindset, unfortunately. But anyway, um, so we had a chance up forward, but uh, Merritt's kick inside 50 was absolute trash. Uh, and Collingwood, you know, effectively used our boys as witches hats, James. We failed to defend and halt their run through the middle of the ground and Crisp kicked a, a pretty easy goal for them. Yeah. Uh, when Collingwood... Got through us, yeah, especially through the central corridor. Uh, we just looked helpless, you know. We just had to watch it, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, my seats were for some reason down in the Collingwood side of the ground. And um, yeah, when they were kicking goals like that, it was just deafening around me. And uh, yeah, it's frustrating that they had such an easy avenue to go. But as you say, it's largely created by the poor forward entry that we attempted to do. And it just mm. leaves you so exposed. Yep. Uh, soon after, we saw um, Baldwin get a shot at goal after Dugowie pushed Merritt in the back, and that was paid upfield. Uh, but unfortunately, it was just the minor score. And I've got to say, Jane Baldwin, to me, looked spooked on the day. Um, you know, didn't look confident at all. Um, don't know how it looked at the ground, Jane. No, he just didn't. Like, even when he kicked the goal, it was a real... I, I think you're right. He, yeah, the moment my, may have got to him. Mm. And look, I understand... It's been a rough initiation for Kane Ball. Oh, yeah. He's played Geelong and we've got absolutely torched. And, um, you know, he had a tough day again on um, Monday. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just his, uh, you know, it just says to me his routine for kicking for goal was a little bit adjusted, obviously, because of the moment. Mm. You can only imagine what it would be like, you know, in your second game playing in front of 85,000 people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm in two minds. Like uh, for the game, he had three disposals. Maybe you know, I know we'll do the review later on that. But I mean, 
Um, I think the club, you know, you've got to be mindful if you just keep dropping him after every poor performance because, mm. um, you know, how can you expect someone to settle under that environment? So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what the club does with him. But, yeah, he did look very much uh, you know, a little bit out of his depth in terms of taking the moment. Yeah, and I think with that, um, you know, I'd, I'd hope the, the coaching group are sort of more safe players. Look, we'll give you three games or we'll give you four games, whatever it is. Um, but not just, you know, chopping and changing them all the time because we've sort of seen that happen in the past and it doesn't work, mate. You know, with, you know Langford is obviously is the big example there. But um, so hopefully he gets a, a run at games. Um, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, if, I, I don't think any of us are uh, picturing finals anymore this year, Joe. Um you know, I suppose there's some optimists around, but uh, uh, no, I'd rather get a, a few games under his belt um, to uh, get some confidence. But yeah, look, then we had a chance to run right through the pies uh, and we looked good, but unfortunately, Redmond's kick went right behind the runner and delayed our, our run. And it's missed opportunities like that. Um, you know, <laughs> we sort of shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, fortunately, on this case, we won the ball back and Two-metre Peters took a mark inside 50 to have a shot on goal, but unfortunately his kick missed absolutely everything. Oh, mate, it hardly made the distance. So it mm. was a, you know, he's a guy who'd be such a beautiful kick of the footy. Mm. And um, this is why I, uh, you know, you've got to excuse players like Kane Ball when, when he, on his chance because, uh, you know, obviously Peter Wright's a lot more exposed, but, you know, when you see moments like that, and he's a beautiful kick of the footy generally, mm. um, yeah, you wonder how much of the moment is affecting, you know, having these shots. But that, yeah, that was a disappointing effort. Yep, and soon after, you know, Parrish then took a mark inside 50, but his kick was short and didn't even trouble the scorers. And you think just then, like, you know, the the game, like, the game's wide open. Um, we had the opportunity to kick three goals there and none of them, you know, really troubled the scorers. And then we saw Waterman have the ball and it was really strange bit of play Jamie he got stuck in a couple of mines I reckon because he was like a dog with a ball he sort of ran and ran with it but didn't do anything with it and ended up coughing it up um and Quainor for them pumped a goal for the pies yeah frustrating because you know looks like we owned a bit of territory there mm. uh and as you said mate we didn't make the most of our opportunities and then had to watch um as the ball sailed through yeah, and that was a booming kick from Cranon as well, I've got to say. But, uh, yeah, look, thankfully for us, uh, Perkins got one back. Um, and then uh, I thought during that quarter, James, Draper and Parrish really started to take control in the match. Um, unfortunately, we just weren't able to capitalise with misses to Waterman and Stringer, uh, and that's in addition to those ones we missed earlier. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, Really, we, we should have been up by a few goals, I reckon. But we were down at halftime, uh, four goals, 6.30, to their six goals, uh, 2.38. Yeah, like, and this is the thing, like, we had, I think this is, you know, looking back, that second quarter may have cost us the game in terms of taking our opportunities. So yeah. any dominance we had, we didn't get the result. Yeah, you know, we probably earned like you know the opportunities and just yeah. didn't take them. And um, you know, the, the goal from Perkins, I think, was about on the twenty-minute mark of the second term. And then we, you know, Parish was everywhere in that last 
yeah. 10 minutes of that quarter. Like, just every time you looked up, you know, Parrish had the ball again, you know, and mm. quick linking handballs and so forth. But yeah, we were able to get forward entries, but as you said, we didn't take the most of our opportunities. And um, yeah, you just wondered was that our big chance that, you know, put a bit of separation on the, on the pies? But yeah, we went into half time. I think it was eight points down, right? That's it, mate. Um, going into that third quarter, you know, we started pretty quiet early. Um, and then we saw on the wing, Ridley nailed a beautiful pass to Perkins. And Perkins took a big mark on the wing. That was yeah, brilliant. And he, um, he delivered beautifully to Stringer, about 25 metres, straight out in front. And he bloody dobbed it, mate. Yeah, yeah. And um, being at the game, watching Stringer, it looked like he was jogging on the spot a lot. Mm. Yeah, but mind you, he never looks like he's overexerting himself. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, that's his waiting goal, though. He, he can make an impact. And, you know, with two goals, you know, pretty much straight after half time, uh, just showed how much we'd missed him because yeah, mm. he makes things happen. He does, mate. Um, unfortunately, then we, we still had a bit more of the footy, uh, but we stuffed around with it a lot and again weren't able to score. And again, as soon as Collingwood got it, they went end-to-end, mate, and Meyer check kicked another goal. Uh, really frustrating watching that. Uh, you know, we had, a, again, possession. Uh, just couldn't, couldn't pierce where we needed to go. And, you know, first opportunity, it seemed like Collingwood, you know, the, the clouds lifted. It was just a clear look for them and another goal for them. But uh, probably... Uh, yeah, the pleasing thing is we replied pretty much pretty quickly afterwards. Oh, it was soon after, yeah. So, like, Hobbs had a chance at goal, but he missed. Uh, but then Waterman, um, bloody hell. Yeah, I think it was Shield that um, kicked the ball into the forward 50. And bloody, if it was that Eddie had, I reckon it would have hit the roof, mate. Um, it was that high, a big hospital pass. And Waterman was brave enough to stand under it and take the mark. And uh, luckily he did as he... Uh, Went back and dobbed it to keep us in the game. Um, and then we saw Guelphie wrap Dugowie up in a tackle and uh, he won the free. And from 40 to 45 metres out, Jamie, on a fair angle, you have to say, he kicked the bloody goal to put us in front. Yeah, great goal. I wasn't confident. Uh, Guelph, <laughs> Guelph is uh, renowned for a number of points. Yeah, I'm never fully confident. Like he, he, As we know, he's a great battler for us. He, tries, he throws his body for tackles and, and all that, but his goal kicking has been a little bit to be desired, but yep. that was a great kick, uh, you know, and he looked very confident going back and dobbing that. It mate. Um, look, then it was Collingwood's turn. They uh, they missed the first shot of goal, but unfortunately, uh, Ginevan uh, didn't miss the second and he put them in front again. Uh, and then after Waterman intercepted an errant kick inside 50, he kicked another goal to put us back in front. Yeah, it was uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic by um, Sidebottom uh, mm. trying to kick inboard. It's like he had no awareness that Waterman was there. And, um, yeah, great intercept. And the theme, as I said, was Waterman going back and dogging it. Beautiful. Uh, set shot for goal. Was, mate. Um, and then we saw, I don't know, another 
bit of a run of um, frustrating play where um, uh, Draper had a free paid on him when he uh, you know, was alleged to have taken out the um, Collingwood Ruckman's legs. Um, but then up the other end, uh, Dugowie took out Caldwell's legs, uh, but it was called high. And they, yeah. uh, they kicked it inside 50. And again, like they were good enough to, you know, make space for their forwards. And a mark was taken, a goal kicked right on 50. And like it was a good kick, you have to say, uh, by Ginevan. And yeah, they were really getting under our skins, James. Yeah, like we had, um, I think, 17 forward 50 entries that quarter. To Collingwood's only nine, they took their opportunities, and you know, whilst we scored a number of goals, just felt like yeah, they had the you know the luck because they were uh, you know so accurate in front of goal, mm. you know, just hardly missed. Uh, even though on that goal there, I thought he might have been a little bit far out, and he just dobbed it easily. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so to end the third quarter, I mean, we had another rush behind and we had plenty more opportunities, but just failed to make the most of them. So we ended up the the, the uh, quarter down by just the one point. So eight goals, eight, 56 to there, nine goals, three, 57. And uh, starting off the fourth, we saw Redmond um, nail Guelphie in the pocket on his left, uh, right on the boundary. And uh, Guelphie bent it like Beckham to put it through beautifully, Jane. Nice goal. And... A really great play by uh, Mason Redmond. Just mm. the speed and acceleration he hit, uh, taking that ball cleanly. Mm. And yeah, you know, whether it's through fluke or design, like that was a rocket. Yeah, that went straight to uh, Guelphie. Uh, you know, beautiful piece of play to watch. Mm. And great to see Guelph finish. And he, uh, I was up that end, and when he kicked the goal, he really was trying to get the crowd up. You know. Bombers that hit the front. Yeah, bloody oath. Um, unfortunately, as we hit the front, my check kicked one back uh, to put them up up by uh, one point. And to add insult to injury, Parrish then left the ground with an ankle complaint. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty poor news for us. And worse than that, um, Ginevan then kicked his fifth uh, and they kicked another goal through McInnes soon after. And... Um, yeah, they were beginning to get away from us. Um, right then, uh, you know, walked back into into Moore as Moore was flying for a mark, and it was paid a free kick to two meter Peter. And you have to be pretty like if we were Collingwood supporters, mate, you'd be pretty pretty dirty at that um, because you know for mine it looked like two meter Peter was um, effectively blocking uh, Moore's run at the ball, um, but. Uh, in any case, uh, two-meter Peter got the shot at goal and he kicked it through. Uh, but then a, a rubbish free kick was paid for high to Darcy Cameron after um, he jumped on the footy on the ground and Kelly jumped on him. Um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Cameron got the free. Cameron kicked it through and, uh, yeah, Kelly was rightfully unimpressed, Jane. Yeah, uh, uh, um... I think he was biting every bit of his tongue, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just threw his head back and I could see the frustration in him. Mm. Uh, but knowing he couldn't dispute it without giving away 50, um, there's always hurts, especially when it feels like it's come out of the 
umpire's backside. <laughs> uh, then we had a, a couple of chances for goal, um, but we missed those. Um, and then uh, Kelly tried to get around Grundy, but got taken in the tackle. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can see why he wanted to take him on at that stage of the game. But unfortunately, Grundy got the best of him. And he passed to Adams and Adams made no mistake, kicked it through. I, I thought it was going to be short, uh, but just managed to sail through to put them about three goals up. Uh, and then Hindy bobbed up for a big tackle and intercept mark. Uh, and it ended up uh, with a mark to Stringer in the pocket. And uh, Stringer dobbed the goal to bring us back within two goals, James. Uh, and then we saw Quainor, uh land in the back of Stringer. Um, and uh, also gave him a bit of a... Love tap over the shoulders, uh, but unfortunately that was a that was paid a free for holding the ball on Stringer, uh, and the fifty was then paid uh, to Grundy, and a big fifty at that after Hindy stepped backward off the mark and look I, I know everyone's getting into Hindy saying oh you know the rule you know they told you to stand and blah 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 but bugger me mate um, you know <laughs> if you've been learning the game for for years and then all of a sudden, you know, this new rules put up um, that you, you have to stand there. I, I still think your instincts would take over from time to time. Um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Grundy made the most of that opportunity, went back and kicked the goal to have them uh, 17 points up with under five minutes to go. It's just uh, pretty deflated. I, I kind of knew that was probably going to be it. Um... And uh, Collingwood again, as, as I said, was just every time they went forward and had a goal opportunity, they, they seemed to convert. Mm. Um, you know, we saw uh, Waterman get his fourth. Yeah, and that was after a beautiful hit from Hind, Jane. Um, yeah. So everyone piling into Hind, you know, off, I feel sorry for the bloke. Yes, he, he stuffed up a couple of big ones, um, but bugger me, this bloke was trying to get us over the line. Um, and it was a beautiful pass to Waterman. Uh, and a great kick from uh, from Waterman to, you know, have us, uh, you know, only 11 points down with less than four minutes left. Um, but then, James, we just saw time and time again, uh, we got the footy, uh, but Collingwood, you know, got in our way each and every time. And uh, they ended up taking out the game, uh, 15 goals, 3, 93 to our 12 goals, 10, 82. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess that efficiency in front of goal, efficiency around the ground, um, ability to, uh, to effectively relent their ability to go coast to coast was the difference of the game, James. Um, so, uh, yeah, finish that game. Um, yeah, we're only, only losing by about two goals, but I'll tell you what, I was, I was pretty dirty uh, <laughs> after the game. Well, we'll give away secrets, mate. Again, on, on the way home, um, my daughter had to suffer uh, me and you ranting for <laughs> 45, 50 minutes on the way home. But, you know, you just get sick of being always the bridesmaid in a way. Yep. You know, it's just, you know, I, um, it, it's, a, it's a really cold reality when you lose um, and, you know, to be one and five, uh, this wasn't the expectation going into the season. And, um, you know, I guess it's 
again been a trend. You know, we're going on what eighteen years without winning a final. And, you know, twenty years since we've finished above sixth on the ladder. You know, it's mm. it feels like a really dark period. You know, and you know this is a club. You know, when I was a junior, you know, you saw so much. You know, you know, always around the, you know, the top echelon. Um, mm. You know, yes, would go down for a couple of years, but bounce back up pretty quickly. And you know, we just haven't. And you know, looking at the, you know, sometimes when you're down on the dumps, you look at it. How can we still be like this? You know, um, and I had a look, and yeah, you know, apart from the Gold Coast, which obviously. The new team when they came in, uh, were the only teams, you know, as sad as it sounds, in the last ten years that hasn't won any final. And um, you know, we know that's now eighteen years. But yeah, just to just put that into uh, perspective, yeah, that's seventeen teams have won finals just in the last ten years. Um, Sorry, sixteen, and and we're we're one of them that hasn't won one along with a new. A new club that joined the competition, so um, yeah, a bit frustrated. And I, and I know we're only talking about the Collingwood game, and, and that's a real deep issue. But um, yeah, the effort was there for the from the players. Like it certainly couldn't. Uh, like the week before, I was really angry the way we just uh, uh, you yeah, know, really had that bad play um, in that third quarter, especially, mm. and we just felt like we didn't. Put up a fight. Well, this week it certainly wasn't the case. Like it was more it's just our failure to defend on uh, on the rebound um, yep. that really cost us that game. I thought, and obviously Collingwood kicking only three behind for the game, mate. And one of them was rushed. You know, so basically they only missed two shots at goal. Uh, mm. Yeah, it, uh, just felt like you know it feels like the gods are against us sometimes. And, um, yeah, it's easy to get down in the dumps. Well, certainly, uh, you know, it, it didn't get any better uh, when we heard, um, you know, more recently. And like today, I think it was Darcy Parrish getting rammed in a moon boot. Yep. Um, and that dreaded syndesmosis word has been uh, bandied around, James. So, um, yeah. <laughs> the news is. irony, mate, because it's like. Um... Oh, Merritt's made a massive return from the symbiosis. You know, he thought eight weeks and he's come back in four. And then it's like, oh, you want to get one of your players back? Oh, well, I'll give your other player a really good player as a symbiosis injury as well. So, um, yeah, you, you watch Merritt come back from one and potentially Parrish go out with one. That's uh, uh, really mitigating any, uh, any profit you're getting from having Merritt back. Yeah, and there's going to be concerns around Laverde as well after that uh, sort of knee complaint. Uh, you know, I think he's going to get scans and they'll see the uh, the seriousness of that injury. Uh, hopefully it's not too bad, but certainly he was hobbling. Uh, had to be taken off in that third quarter, Jane. Um, he's going to be a big loss for us down back because certainly our, our back stocks are not as strong as they months would have been in the past. Um, but, you know... We soldier on, um, but unfortunately, the uh, yeah, as for the, the Collingwood game itself, um, yeah, we just weren't good enough at the end of the day. Um, so, uh, yeah, plenty more work to do. Uh, back to the drawing board, Jane. Uh, but 
yeah, sometimes you scratch your head and go, you know, where to from here? Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not looking forward to facing uh, Norton without Laverty because mm. um, although he hasn't been kicking bags of goals, he's a very physical player. Um, yeah. He has great agility and, uh, yeah, like with Laverty out, Stewart out, you know, Zerk Thatcher's a, a real battler, mate, but, yeah, I, I think we all can agree he's not the most uh, agile player uh, yeah. and he lacks a yard at times. So mm. uh, the Bulldogs get him top in the midfield. Um, he could be a real uh, presence next week. So, um, yeah. Well, if there's one thing Essendon's good for, Jane, it's uh, getting opposition out of form forwards back into form. <laughs> yes, definitely. Let's have a break, mate, and when we come back, let's do our Don's Cast Minute. And you're listening to Don's Cast. And, uh, mate, just some news coming along I've noticed is... Uh, Apparently, the scans for Darcy Parrish have come up uh, clear, like clearing him of any syndesmosis injury. So uh, let's hope it was just a minor roll uh, and hopefully he can get up against the Bulldogs. Uh, yeah, so I mean, even if he doesn't get up um, for that game, like, to know that he hasn't done anything serious would be um, a massive boon for us because, uh, yeah, when I heard news of the moon boot, I was, I was imagining the worst. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's get into the boating, mate. And as always, you you lead us off. Yep, uh, it all. All right, so I'll go uh, you know, from lowest to highest again. So uh, with one vote, I went to uh, Nick Martin. I thought, like, again, he, he's just a very consistently uh, smart player. Uh, gets in the right areas. You know, only racked up the 22 disposals. I mean, only. Like, that's, that's still a pretty bloody good effort. Um, but, uh, yeah, generally used it cleanly, had uh, seven marks as well, actually laid a couple of tackles uh, this week round, Jane, after not nailing uh, one the week before. So that was excellent work from him. Um, had a couple of clearances as well. So he, he done a bit more of the, I suppose, harder stuff. Um, not as uh, not as much in terms of metres gained uh, as he has in previous weeks. So 289 metres gained this week, um, playing that sort of, half back to wing kind of role we've we've got him uh, running through at the moment um but what i liked again about him was his, his poise and he's just his good use of the footy um yeah we saw him play generally uh towards the back end of the ground but he did have the four score involvements um at the end of the day which i thought was uh, pretty good as well as three intercept uh disposals and um I just think anytime you see the ball in his hands, he generally makes a good decision. So um, one vote to Nick Martin. Two votes went to Zach Merritt. Um, yeah, a welcome uh, return to him on the pitch. Um, again, I had those uh, concerns early um, about his uh, yeah whether we rushed him back or not. But um, certainly his his uh, his running powers looked there. I didn't think he was as um, a sort of clean. Um, with a pill as he normally might be or as effective or as damaging as he normally might be. Um, but he still, um, he got to the right areas, had four clearances, 415 metres gained, uh, had a goal assist. 
Um, laid four tackles, importantly, which I thought was uh, really big, equal high uh, tackle numbers uh, for the game for us, um, which is yeah, almost still a bit of an um, uh, indictment on the rest of the, the club when you've got a bloke returning from a, a pretty serious injury um, uh, with the most number of tackles. Uh, and again, he had the four score involvements um, uh, with six inside 50, so... Certainly, he was uh, trying to get his best opportunity to uh, to kick a winning score, but unfortunately, we just weren't able to do that on the day. But um, yeah, two votes to Zachy Merritt. Uh, three votes went to Alec Waterman. Um, yeah, perhaps a um, yeah, some might question that, but I thought you know to kick four goals when um, you know our our kicking efficiency wasn't great. I thought it was really important. He stood up in the big moments and um, you know put him through, and that's his role. Um, as that forward to make the most of his opportunities. I thought he, he did that, took uh, took five marks on the night, Jamie, and I thought, um, yeah, that was, uh, he, he played his role, uh, done it well, so um, good work to Alec Waterman. Uh, four votes actually went to Sam Draper. Now, again, some people might question why so many. Well, again, it was to that point I was sort of discussing earlier, Jamie. Uh, Draper took a number of marks throughout the game, like took the three marks, but certainly was, he was much more of a presence in this game than he had been previously. Uh, made two tackles. Um, yeah, battled manfully in the in the hitouts. Um, yeah, so twenty seven hitouts there, four clearances, um, which was excellent. Um, had a shot on goal, and unfortunately didn't didn't put it through. Um, but uh, yeah, to have six intercept possessions, four um, score involvements, um, and eight. Contested possessions, I thought, um, was a much improved um, performance. And certainly, I, I thought, in terms of our team um, structure, he was really important for us on the day. So I, I gave him the, the four votes. Five votes, though, I couldn't go past Darcy Parrish. He was absolutely everywhere, Jam. Um, you know, up to halftime, he had 30 disposals. Uh, and you think, bloody hell, we're going to have to go into triple figures to um, count this bloke. But um, ended with the 44. Um and yes, like some might say, look, um, a lot of those were those in and under handballs, um, but he was getting to the right areas. He was trying to release blokes at will, and um, I thought he was really effective for it. And the, the big thing, uh, yeah, 12 clearances, James. It's just uh, just huge. Laid a couple of tackles, seven score involvements. Um, and I thought, um, yeah, he was, he was really important for us on the day. Again, um, you know, he tried to, um, you know, Willis over the line. We weren't able to get there, but I thought his um, his effort and ability to impact the play um, was uh, was very good. So they gave him the five votes. How about yourself, James? How'd you read it? Yeah, very similar voting, mate. Uh, I gave yeah five to Parish. Uh, obviously, it was quieter than his first half, but after you get thirty in the first half, I guess uh, you know the opposition is going to put a lot of work into you. Uh, so yeah, uh, he went off, mate, in that last term, as you as you mentioned, and that um, certainly stifled. Uh, you know, we saw Hobbs go into the midfield at that time, and um, you know, I'm sure he would have got up to the 50 possession mark if he hadn't lost that time and um, around there. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, couldn't. Like, I was thankfully came back on because that kind of. Gave me a bit of uh, yeah, less fear that he may have done something more serious. But, uh, yeah, he, a good game from Darcy and 
you know, probably the only knock on him is, you know, hasn't been a goal-kicking midfielder as much as last year. Mm. Uh, but he certainly, uh, yeah, he did everything in his powers to try and will us over the line. Uh, again, just on, basic, that, just on that, Jane, um, sorry to interrupt there. I know we've gone through the votes here at the moment. Um, but just on that bit of play there, you know, we had Darcy Parish off. Um, like He'd obviously been our uh, sort of best ball winner to that point. I thought it was really poor coaching. Um, like, obviously good to give Hobbs a go in there. But at that time, Merritt was off. Shield was off. And you put, you know, second gamer Hobbs in there. And that's where um, the Pies moved Pendlebury in. And he just, you know, ripped us a new one for about five minutes and they kicked the next three goals. And that was the difference of the game, Jane, um, because we had no one experience to sort of cut that supply off. And you just think, you know, surely the coaches should have thought, hmm, you know, we've, <laughs> we've got to win the ball the contest. It's a hotly contested game. Um, we've got to get our best ball winners in there. If Parrish is off due to injury... You got to put other guys in there. Um, you know, if Stringer wasn't up to it, you know, would you put a Perkins in there? Yeah, someone, you know, yeah, you'd imagine I'd want to see, you know, at least a merit go back on the ground or um Shield be thrown into the middle to win some clearances because we just lost control uh for that five minutes there and uh the game got away from us. So just frustrated me. I forgot to mention that when we were going through the game. So um yeah, sorry about that. No worries, mate. No, yeah, I totally get your sentiment. Um, yeah, uh, Zach Merritt, I gave four votes. Uh, fantastic to return so quickly and, and still have such an impact on the game. Um, and as we saw last year, mate, it was the Parish and Merritt combo that generally shone through, uh, shone through last year. And um, yeah, let's hope Darcy hasn't sustained anything uh, too damaging and we can watch that pairing more regularly throughout the season. Um, yeah, three votes I actually gave to Sam Draper, mate. I liked his game. Um, you know, I, there was a stat going around, mate. He had six marks for the year prior to the, the game, and I know he only added three on the weekend, but um, yeah, six marks for a Ruckman and only one contested, you know, in the first five rounds. Uh, yeah, you have to question their work rate if, if that's what they've got, but, you know, mm. I sort of... Huge improvement from him. And as Truck said in the um, press conference after the game, you know, he, he really, uh, the players jump on his shoulders when he's up and about. Mm. And I feel like he gave us a bit of confidence. That's why I gave him the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, two for Waterman. You know, he, 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 those four goals, it's, you know, he got coaches' votes, mate, for that um, as well. And yeah, to finish off, uh, one to, Good old Nick Martin because of uh, his decision making and um, you know hard to believe you know this guy has been sitting out of footy the way he seemingly uh, just entered the AFL competition. Yeah, really got that one right. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Beautiful. All right, well, I'll um, tally up the votes, Jane. Yep. Um, so after uh, six rounds of footy, um, got a fair spread of vote getters here. Uh, so starting from the bottom, so with one vote each, we've got Andrew McGrath and Ben Hobbs. On two votes apiece, you've got uh, Dyson Heppel and Sam Durham. Three votes each, you've got Tommy Cutler and Jaden Liberti. On four votes each, you've got Jordan Ridley, Jai Colwell and Mason Redman. On five votes, you've got Alec Waterman. 
<clears throat> seven votes apiece, you got Nick Hind and Sammy Draper. On eight votes, you got Archie Perkins. On 10, you got Matt Guelphy. On 14 votes is Jake Kelly. 16 votes, Zach Merritt. On 17 is Peter Wright. Nick Martin comes out with 18 votes. Dylan Shield on 20 votes. And out in front is Darcy Parrish with 34 Don's Cast Medal votes, Jack. Yeah, well, that's a yeah, it's a really good spread of players. Uh, obviously, we, you know, would like um, you know, to see these uh, votes being earned in you know wins, but uh, <laughs> at the moment, um, yeah, one and five. That's how the voting stacks up, and uh, yeah, we'll see how that continues throughout the season. Um, let's have a break, and we'll come back with our by the numbers segment. Dimescast. All right, mate, let's uh, jump into this. Uh, we always start with Andy McGraw when he's playing, and we'll start there today. Yeah, mate, uh, thought he had a pretty average game for mine, impact-wise. Like, numbers read pretty big, 31 disposals, nine marks, uh, four clearances, 418 metres gained, but I still don't think he, he made a massive impact for his game. Um I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. But um, I I just didn't see a, a stage in the game where um, you know he took the ball under his arm and you know tried to uh, to will us to greater heights. Yeah, no, he certainly got his hands on the ball. Uh, this is where um, you know I would have liked him to try and stop uh, Gideon. Um, you know, because mm. Dyson Heppel was largely on on uh, Gideon. Yeah. Uh, and just could not, um, you know, he always had a step on um, Heppel. Yep. Uh, I would have liked to have seen, like, a coaching move there where, you know, we just had to quiet that young bloke down. And, um, yeah, like, I, I didn't think we had to uh, rely on McGrath always being around the midfield. Um, mm. So, yeah, sometimes less is more um, yep. in terms of possession. So, yeah, um, yeah that was my disappointment from the game, but it's certainly, again, it's not an effort thing. It's just, uh, you know, where you have your, the biggest impact. Mm. Um, we both gave votes to Graper, mate. Anything further to add on that? No, I just hope he uh, continues to, uh, um, yeah, go with that sort of level of intensity um, mm. because, uh, yeah, that certainly the boys seem to walk taller um, when he's bringing it. Yeah. Um, again, with Darcy Parrish, we gave both gave him... Best on in terms of the Bombers' efforts. Um, yeah, not much more to add other than to say that, um, you know, let's hope he's dodged a major injury. Absolutely. Uh, Jai Caldwell, mate, how did you assess his game? Pretty hard to assess, James. Uh, you know, it says he's racked up the 17 disposals here, um, four tackles, but I didn't notice him a whole lot, I'd have to say. Um, you know, you'd see him every now and then bob up for a possession, but I didn't think he had a a huge amount of impact. Had the two goal assists, which is uh, which is good. Um, uh, but I just didn't see a whole lot of um, impact uh, from him personally. But 
potentially that's something I'm missing, you know, from watching on a screen to on the ground. Like, how is it at the ground, Jay? Yeah, no, he, he does only flash in and out, but I think a lot of it, yeah, he's a real workman. Um, yeah. So sometimes you don't notice them. Like, he, he's a link player, but he's not a finisher, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. like, he, he'll be a part of the link, mm. but, he, you know, he may just have the ball a fraction of a second before firing off a handball. Mm. Um, and the other thing is, like, he is a contested player, but so he, yeah. you know, he, he gave us the four tackles. So, uh, you know, he, he definitely works defensively, but um, we probably haven't seen the offensive side of him yet, you know, but he, no doubt he's going to be a, a very good player for us over time. Yeah. Uh, Zach Merritt, mate, returned. Um, you know, again, we both gave him high votes. Uh, it was great to see him back, wasn't it? It was, mate. Um, and so while he was fumbly early... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he certainly wasn't Robinson Crusoe out there, um, and he certainly worked into the game and uh, kept getting to the right spot. So, um, yeah, his disposal efficiency and uh, ability to get in, you know, good, good, uh, good situations for us uh, will continue to improve. So, um, yeah, good to see him back out in the red and black. Uh, ben Hobbs, obviously playing his first Anzac Day game. Uh, you know, yeah, he didn't have a lot of the footy, but you'd think... You know, a game like that's worth, you know, multiple uh, in terms of your development, playing in front of a big crowd. And, you know, as we discussed, Truck gave him a chance in the midfield. You know, you know and although he didn't shine in it, you'd think that experience will hold him in good stead. Um, he may have learned a few things that he'll remember for next time. But, yeah, just the nine disposals, six kicks, uh, three handballs, three tackles. So he's a real goer. Um mm defensively and uh, four marks. So he works hard off the ball to try and, you know, be a link player in terms of the marking. Um, yep. But, yeah, I, I like a uh, truck mentioned in the post-game uh, press conference, yeah, he's going to be a, a great player for us over a long period of time. Well, that's how the club assess him. And, uh, yeah, they obviously have high hopes for him. Yeah, I think he, um, you know, obviously a second game player um so uh yeah still working into the game but he certainly doesn't lack for effort um his kicking is still a bit of a worry for mine um just a very awkward kicking style um but hopefully uh yeah, the club helped him develop that because uh yeah certainly he, he loves going into the contest so um no i thought he had a uh, not a bad game for a, a developing midfielder mate dylan Shirley cops a lot from the uh, supporters and you know Sometimes, you know, his defensive efforts aren't always the best, but, yeah, you know, I, I really felt for him a little bit. He really is he's copping it on um, some of the forums, mm. um, you know. But, yeah, I thought he, he tried manfully all day. And, um, you know, yes, he's – I think it's his demeanour. Um, he probably doesn't show, um, you know, outwardly how his feelings are. I think he can look like he's going through the motions. But, you know, I, I thought he um, – yeah. Did try to have an impact, and you know when he does circle around and he's got the ball in hand, you know he just hoped that he's uh, you know going to break away. You know that was a real trait of his when he was at GWS, um, mm. and we probably haven't seen it as much. But yeah, you know, I didn't think he was in our worst by any stretch, and you know, had nah. a fair bit of the footy. Yeah, I agree with that, James. Um, yeah, certainly, yeah, you wouldn't rate him in our in our best, but um, I, I thought he kept. Kept battling all game, but I think 
again, the problem um, for me with Dylan Shield is he just doesn't have a right boot or he's, he's very reluctant to go on the right um, when he has a footy and, you know, opposition sides obviously identify that. So he quite often got, um, you know, sort of cornered up into, um, you know, either having to make a, a sort of short handball or um, you know, trying to go a, a cheeky little kick either off the left because he's very reluctant to go on his right. Um, but I, I still think he he you know, kept battling all the game. Sometimes he did use that burst of speed and um, did lower the eyes uh, going inside 50. He had a couple of goal assists there, which is really good. Uh, the five clearances, a couple of tackles. Um, I still don't think he's 100% right body-wise, Jake. I, I think he's still battling you know, some form of injury there. Um but uh, yeah, for those yeah, calling for his calling for his head should be dropped. All the rest of it, I, I think you know people mark him very harshly. Um, yeah, potentially based on the on the big backs he's getting. Um, but certainly Dylan Sheila, I feel is is the least of our problems at, at Bomberland. Uh, we've got a lot to to work on. Um, and in terms of accountability, I think yeah, Dylan Sheila is one of those guys who's very sort of self-driven, self-motivated, um, knows what he needs to work on his game uh, and that kind of thing. Unfortunately, I don't think you see that at all. As of the club, we're happy to sort of um, you know, sweep things under the rug. I, I was personally pretty disappointed after uh, Truck's press conference after the game, Jam. He seemed to be pretty happy with that performance we put out there. Um, no, I don't, didn't expect us to be perfect or anything like that, but um, certainly uh, there was a lot to be desired. Um, so... I do not put that on uh, squarely on on Shields' shoulders. Uh, Nick Cox, mate. Uh, yeah, certainly this year's been a struggle for him. Uh, you know, he had that little injury for a bit, but yeah, he only had the ten disposals, only three kicks, and seven handballs, mm. uh, five marks. So, you know, he's not just having an impact. That's the way I feel. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, and, and at times, uh, yeah, because he's so lean. It sometimes looks like he doesn't welcome the contest. Um, yep. I'm certainly not saying he's squibbing it, mate, but, uh, yeah, I just think we may be gifting him a few games, and I understand the theory on that because, you know, you want to fast-track your young players um, sometimes, but, yeah, I also like to think the club makes him feel like he still have to earn a game and, mm. um, and what confidence he might get, you know, having a a rest back in the twos to try and, uh, you know, get some awareness and, um, you know, have a bit more impact in games. Uh, and that's the, the key for mine, that that point you raised there about game awareness, James. For mine, he, he looks a bit lost out there. Um, and he's certainly not using his attributes, uh, you know, his height, his marking power. Like, yes, he took five marks, but uh, I don't think they were the, um, you know, the ones where he really used his height to best advantage, Um to, to be that point of difference. And, yeah, his running power, I don't think he's using that particularly well. You know, you think of his 10 disposals, um, he had 71 metres gained. And if, if you were saying we're developing as a, as a winger, um, that's a, you'd have to mark that as a fail in terms of that wing position. Um, and I don't feel like he had a, a massive impact uh, for us on the game where we know this bloke is highly talented, but... Uh, he just looks a bit uh, lost, whether it's bereft of confidence, I don't know. But um, um, yeah, he either needs a rocket or um, you know, a rest in the twos because uh, 
we can't continue to carry these kinds of performances for mine. Uh, Jordan Ridley, mate, he, again, he's definitely not the player he was the last previous seasons. Um, you know, he's definitely, you know, again, it's not an attitude thing. It's mm. just he's, like the marks, the contested marks he'd take last year, you, you know, he always fell short. You know, I don't mm. have that feeling this year. Uh, he's just not as clean as he was. Uh, even though, like, you know, percentages will say, yeah, he's going at 90%. It just doesn't feel the same. It's not, um, uh, there's, there's no penetration in his kicking as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, so he's not cutting through the opposition, as uh, which is one of his real strengths. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the issue is. Like, he doesn't appear to be injured. Uh, mm-hmm. Just leaves a bit down on confidence. He's, you know, again, not. Uh, I don't know if it's the readjustment of Kelly coming into the team, if that's readjusted what the club's asking of him. But, yeah, he certainly, uh, you know, looks a little bit down on as compared to his high standards the previous years. Yeah, I think, yeah, potentially he's a bit of a victim of his own standards, Jane, because uh, I certainly still played a solid game. Um, yep. Yeah, at the, at the six marks, um, yeah, made, the, made a couple of beautiful passes um, and... You know, had five intercept positions, uh, but certainly, um, you know, last couple of seasons, he, we know he's capable of much more than that. So whether it's a, a system of defence, whatever it is, I don't know, but um, he's certainly not playing to his potential. Um, so uh, hoping he and the uh, the rest of the team lifts from here on in, because uh, we definitely know he's, he's capable of much more than that. Uh, Laverde, mate, went down with injury. Uh, certainly tried hard and, you know, He's a strong guy. He's given away centimetres. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's hope it's not a, you know, a really bad injury for him uh, yeah. because we, we certainly need him on the park. We do, mate. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he did have that injury, but I thought uh, as much as he did battle hard, my check definitely had the better of him on the day. Um, but, we you know, it wasn't due to lack of effort. Um, so hopefully Laverde escapes um, serious injury. Um and we see him back out on the park because uh, he'll certainly be sorely missed in our defence. Uh, Perkins rebounded uh, after a pretty poor game the game before. Yeah, there may have been some rumours that he may have been ill last week, mate, because uh, he's you know, pretty non-existent until the, third, uh, until the last quarter in that game against um, Trio. Yep. But, uh, yeah, he, yeah he, he's still playing at half-forward uh, role. Um, as you mentioned, he only went into one centre clearance, so that's one thing... Club seems to not want to explore at the moment, but uh, yeah, the 16 disposals and you know, kicked a couple of goals, so uh, yeah, pretty good game and a good bounce back by Archie. Yeah, like it was good to see him, you know, fly for a couple of grabs. Um, you know, obviously, kick, a, kick another couple of goals, which is great. Um, so yeah, I, I still don't think he's 100% fit from you know, whatever illness or, or injury he may have been. Uh, carrying over the season because um, he's he's certain he's just his uh, his ability to really um, you know bounce away from contests and use his body to to evade we we just haven't seen that uh, really so um, hopefully he gets back to full fitness soon because um, we certainly see it's not through lack of endeavour um, you know he got the sixteen disposals which is, which is great to see he's getting um, I suppose better numbers. Um, and, uh, you yeah, know, when he does uh, hit full flight, I'm sure he'll uh, yeah, 
take make the uh, competition take notice because uh, you know, we know he's a bit of a gun, Archie Perkins. So um, yeah, solid game from him. A couple of goals as a forward, we'd be happy with that. Uh, Nick Hind was named the medical sub and obviously came on when Laverty came off. Um, look, yeah, he's another one cropping it, mate. And um, look, he did seem to make a few poor decision-making yeah. skills. Um, you know, pretty much hurt us at times. But uh, yeah, I think it would be hard to come into a game like that. And um, you know, although he had the zip, uh, he didn't have the pizzazz, mate, to. Um, <laughs> To be totally dam- uh, damaging, and uh, yeah, I can see I can see both sides why our supporters are frustrated with him. Uh, he's had a tough season, mate. Uh, you know, uh, our Carlton friends are reminding us, oh, wasn't this the bloke who's going to replace Sardi? He's just as good as Sard. Yeah, you got him for cheap and all that. Yeah, you know, now he's going to be a be a bell gun on the halfback flank. That's what I'm copying, mate. But um, yeah, I, I've again, it's a confidence thing. So let's hope he can. Uh, get that back because uh, we certainly need uh, you know, a player of his calibre um, you know, playing much better. So we do, mate. Uh, yeah, for all those Carlton yeah, supporters out there having a crack at him, well, just remember that Nick Hind had that great form for a full season. So it wasn't you know, just a couple of games here or there. Nick Hind had a brilliant season last year. Um, this year, yeah, hasn't worked for him. Um, but I've got no doubt he'll work back. He, he seems a pretty hard worker, pretty diligent. Um, and I'm, I'm sure he'll uh, work himself back into form. Personally, um, you know, I think he, he really tried to, to keep us in the game, James, and to his detriment at times because uh, he did cough a couple of um, you know, big clangers up, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, in saying that, he made some beautiful passes as well where, um, you yeah, know, put us in, in scoring positions. Um but, uh, yeah, at the end of it, I mean, to only play a quarter of footy, have 14 disposals, um, yeah, 205 metres gained, took a couple of marks, uh, lay a big tackle. Um, you could see he was really hunting it. And it's that kind of desperation where, yeah, you forgive a clanger here or there. Obviously, there were some big ones that uh, uh, Collingwood, yeah, made us pay for. Um, but certainly... Uh, in the grand scheme of things, I'd much rather see a bloke, you know, try and take the game by the scruff of the neck uh, than someone sit back and, you know, wait for the uh, the game to come to them. Uh, and there's certainly a few blokes who did that on the day. Um, I thought we had a few passengers, and I, I don't think Mikhaind was a passenger, uh, but certainly um, his use could have been better. Um, Peter Wright. Mate, since starting the season well, uh, the last couple of games found it pretty tough to have the same kind of scoreboard impact. And in fact, only kicked the uh, one goal. And he's going to kick one goal in the last two weeks, mate, because he's starting to get a lot more attention. Yep. Um, and yeah, he's had, had a couple of opportunities on the day, but just made the one conversion. And you know, he still yep. presented and had to go into the ruck, obviously, to back up drapes. But uh, yeah, struggling to have the same impact as he. Is his high standards in the first few rounds? Yeah, and I, I know for me that's it's a bit worrying because either you know the, the side has become over reliant on him and we're just continuing to try and kick to him uh, when it's not working for him. Um, but also, like the opposition, they're not stupid. So if you're 
um, all of a sudden showing a rich vein of form, showing an ability to kick a few goals. They're going to put some attention into you. And they've got some bloody good defenders, Collingwood. So they're, um, uh, they were up to the task. And unfortunately, Peter Wright you know, was um, largely non-existent for large parts of the game. Um, you know, certainly, you know, for a bloke his size, um, he's, he's capable of much more than that. He's got a good athletic ability. I, I think he should have um, come up the ground a bit more, try and search for the footy a bit, try and get involved in the game. But, um, you yeah, know, for mine, he was, he was largely unsighted. Yes, had a uh, couple of shots of goal, did manage to convert one, um, but uh, I didn't think he had a, a massive impact on the game. And, uh, yeah, whether that's through the team structure, their inability to hit targets in, inside the forward line, um, but in any case, uh, you know, I think uh, his output, um, you know, it was uh, fairly average for mine um, when yeah. we know what he's capable of. Yeah, I agree. Dyson uh, Apple obviously didn't get as much as the ball this week, but I think less is more with him sometimes. Um, I think, you know, he's not a, a key uh, user of the footy, so you probably don't want him to have plus 30 uh, possessions. So he just had the 19, but he was... Well beaten by his opponent, yeah. Uh, but you know, as with you realise he's going to always be in and around the contest. But just the one tackle, mate. Um, nine kicks, ten ambles, and four marks. So yeah, pretty average game from Dyson. But you know, certainly, uh, you know, the captain he, he leads. Uh, just uh, struggling to have the same impact, obviously, as you know what what he once had. Yeah, and it's pretty sad to see, James. Um, and again, he's one that's really copping up from fans, um, which which is sad to see. Again, I, like in terms of his playing output, I don't think he was as bad as some people are having a go at him for. Uh, but I do have to say I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in the lack of leadership I've seen from him out on the field. Um, certainly allowing Ginevan to get a hold of you and not, you know, Flying the flag, you know, showing pride in the jumper and, and fighting back, just more or less copying it like like nice blokes we are. Um, that's what disappoints me. And, and potentially that's what is disappointing the other fans that, you know, people are saying, no, nah, you need to hand it in, hang up your boots, hep, all the rest of it. I, I think they're really harsh calls. And um, certainly I still believe, like, at the Essendon Football Club, right now he is um, our, our best leader. Um, but out on the field, he's playing like a bloke who's um, more or less still playing for his spot. Um, and, the, you know, some people ask the question, you know, if he wasn't captain, would he be out on the ground? Would he be best 22? Uh, currently, I think it is a legitimate question. I think, um, yeah, he's got the runs on the board to, um, you know, fight back. Um, but I do want to see... Um, I want to see more more passion from our captain out of the club. I want to see more more direction, more leadership from him out there. You know, helping you know structure up our young backs. We saw that last year, and I just haven't seen any of that this year, James. And um, that's that's what's been pretty disappointing for mine. But on the day, yeah, average performance. Um, so just hope he lifts from here. Uh, Sam Durham. Yeah, we know he's going to uh, always. Fly to flag, mate. He'll always go in hard and uh, certainly had a bit of an impact. Uh, just 17 disposals, but eight kicks, uh, 
nine handballs, four marks, and the four tackles, uh, again, uh, emphasising that he's a real galler. But um, probably, you know, you'd like to see him a bit more damaging, um, but he certainly uh, has a real go, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's still inside. Yeah, well, I like him, Jane. Um, he's a, he just goes hard at the footy and... Um, he actually use it fairly well. I mean, I think he understands his limitations in terms of his ability to use footy uh, and just pick smart targets. So he went at 94%. Um, I didn't think it was overly damaging, but he um, but he did uh, make sure they, they felt the pressure when he was around. Like To win nine contested possessions is a uh, pretty bloody good effort. Um, so like, while it wasn't an um, outstanding game from him, I, I thought he was solid for us again. Uh, Jake Stringer was back. Um, you know, he kicked the three goals. You know, I've got to say, he still looks underdone, mate. Um, yeah. You know, certainly not um, a specimen of fitness. Uh, and, Has he uh, ever been, though, James? <laughs> no, but um, well, as I said, uh, he's worth his weight in goals just being on the ground because it gives you a level of, uh, of confidence in some ways that he's going to um, at least make the opposition nervous and you know, he's able to get three goals up. Yeah, had a couple of others that didn't go through. Yeah, I I just found that uh, it's always pleasing to see Jake uh, playing for us, and yeah, hopefully he works into a bit more fitness as the season goes on. Yeah, that's it. I I think he was underdone, um, but you know he he kicked his three goals. um, You know, tried to lay a bit of physical pressure here and there, but uh, certainly his run, um, you know, isn't there at the moment. so I think Jakey, you know, played to, um, you know, the best ability he was able to on the day. Um, hopefully as he regains his fitness and all the rest of it, uh, he'll be able to impact, um, you know, greater for longer. Yeah. Uh, Kane Baldwin made, uh, again, he's had two tough games in his initiation to the Bombers. Um, you know, we certainly haven't got, uh, he hasn't, he's not getting gold service uh, entries uh, to him. Uh and yeah, he's going to learn his craft at senior level. Uh, so that's where I was saying that the club has to make a decision. And now with probably finals out of you know reach, uh, this is where you know if the club really feels he's a long-term player, I, yeah, I'd almost bite the bullet and try and install a bit of confidence in him and you know give him those you know run of games that he needs to um, you know, feel a bit more comfortable at senior level. And, Yep. and not make him feel like every time you go in, you must kick you know, X amount of goals to keep your spot. Yep. Um, he needs to know the positioning. Uh, and, uh, yeah, look, it was a tough game for him. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully he's going to be one that you know, grows in front of our eyes. Absolutely, James. agree with all that. Um, yeah, I think he was uh, obviously a bit overawed by the occasion. Uh, didn't play to his best abilities. Um, but I've got no doubt that uh, in time, given confidence, um, he'll be able to show uh, what he's capable of on the big stage. Yep. Um, what's just wasn't his, his day on uh, on Anzac Day. Yeah, Mason Redmond thought it was an okay game. He still made some um, poor decisions at times, but you know, he did a lot of good things as well. Mm. Um, you know, twenty-one disposals, fifteen kicks, six handballs, five marks, and the two tackles. Like he. It looks like his speed's starting to come back, mate. It looks yeah. like a number of times he really broke 
the lines with his running. Um, yep. So that's important. So hopefully he's building confidence. But um, yeah, he still makes the odd, you know, coach killer. Um, mm. But uh, you know, I guess you'd rather see him, you know, the risk and the reward at times. But uh, yep. yeah, let's hope he, um, yeah, he improves as the season goes on. Absolutely, it's like there were um, there were times where you, you thought, oh bloody hell, he's you know, that, that beautiful kick to uh, to Guelphie. There was another one where he set up to Waterman. Like he, um, he can be such a good user of the footy. Um, and so when he, he coughs it up at times or, um, you know, perhaps makes not the best decision in the world, uh, he can really stand out. Um, but certainly it's good to see him get a bit more fluency in his run. Hopefully he's um, gotten over what was at, whatever was ailing him early in the season. Uh and he's starting to get some confidence in his body and, and in his game because certainly, um, you know, we've seen uh, periods of last season where he um, started to really uh, get on top and he can be a really damaging player. So uh, I think he's a, a very much a confidence player, Jane. Hopefully he gets a bit uh, bit of confidence out of this game. But, um, yeah, certainly, uh, yeah, I, I suppose he improved on his previous performances over the uh, yeah, first few weeks of this, of the, of this season. Uh, Jay Kelly, I, I thought he was really good early. Um, mm. You know, again, he, he, he's another real battler, mate. He, um, he's not the tallest bloke, but he, he gives a contest each and every time ball mm. comes down. Um, yeah, you, you never recruited him to be a, a gun user of the footy. You, mm. you actually got him for that, but I, I thought his, uh, you know, his experience really shone through. Um, yeah, probably. You know, not his greatest game, but certainly, uh, you know, he acquitted himself well, especially early. Yeah, he did. Um, I thought he was solid for us uh, without being outstanding. I think, unfortunately, just due to uh, circumstances with, with Lav copping that knock um, and Zerk Thatcher, you know, it, as, as much as he's a, um, I suppose, a developing backman at times, he just gets out positioned and uh, as a result, Jack Kelly often had to almost cover two blokes um, at times. And, uh, yeah, the result of that was really, I would have preferred to see Jake Kelly on Ginevan, um, given he's exactly the kind of bloke we want to stop. You know, that small forward type that kicks goals in us. I'd much rather have seen Jake Kelly play on, um, uh, play on Ginevan rather than Heppel. Um, but... Uh, as it was, um, you know, Jack Kelly had to try and stop gaps where, where they were sort of popping up with, um, you know, Lav, uh, you know, battling through a bit of soreness and all the rest of it. So I think he he battled hard. wasn't his greatest game, as you said, Jane, but, um, yeah, certainly not in our worst. Um, Brendan Zerk, Bastion, maybe, again, um, yeah, his decision-making at times can be a little bit suspect. Uh, yeah, he's... Definitely, I, I feel like I'm almost reading out an under 12s. I mean, it's a great effort, you know, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's just not, he's not a damaging user of the footy at times. He can uh, look like he uh, doesn't want to be there when he's got the ball because he, he yeah. knows that, um, you know, it seems to take him a little bit longer than others to get rid of it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, we kind of need him inside because with Stewart down and potentially Laverde, mm. um, he probably needs that run of games. But yeah, there's a couple of times he, you know, switched, he picked up the ball cleaner. Um, 
you know, his thought processes went a bit quicker because, uh, mm. you know, at times he, he was found wanting. It was. I mean, like he's he's a guy who um who doesn't lack for effort, Jane. Um, that's one thing I I will say. Uh, you know, he actually had a sort of game high of nine one percenters um for the match for us, uh, which is good to see. And yeah, he, there was a number of times where he'd, he'd get a fist in to try and thwart the the forward entry. But again, um. If you're not taking possession of that footy, yeah, you've got the opportunity to mark and you decide to you know, punch it. Um, it'll either do one of two things. It'll either go out and all of a sudden it's a 50-50 ball up again or there's the opportunity sometimes where um, Collingwood will pounce on it. And we've seen that happen uh, a number of times, not just to Zerk, but uh, a number of players um, over the journey. And, uh, yeah, I just think he, he lacks his... Um, he, he doesn't back himself, um, James, to, to take possession. Um, you know, and, and we've got better users out there. I mean, if he took a mark and you know, handballed out to a Laverty or a Ridley, um, you know, we've got options, but uh, he just doesn't seem like a guy who, who wants the ball in his hands. And, you know, earlier in the season when I was saying, you know, Stewart's probably our best tall defender. Uh, we have people calling for Zerk Thatcher to come in. That's, the, I suppose, the... Um, Limitation I see in his game always is he doesn't back himself. Whereas, yep, Stewart will make his bonehead decisions every now and then and uh, cough up the ball, but at least he backs himself to, to take that grab. And uh, he's generally a good user of the footy. Whereas uh, I don't think Zerk Thatcher backs himself in terms of that. Hopefully, you know the coaches get around him and help him get that confidence. But it's not something you can flick a switch on. Um, but certainly, I don't think he lacks effort. He, yeah, he did. He tried his hardest, Jane, um, but I just think he got shown up on the day. Yeah, um, we move on to Matt Guelphy. Uh, tried again so hard and, and like had a couple of goals, which is pleasing. Uh, certainly not his effort. Um, so let's hope he um, continues that form on because uh, we really need those, you know, the efforts of him. Like, a few of the Collingwood players were left really sore from him tackling so hard. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely, mate. He he um, he won't leave the the field wondering, Jane. Um, he tacked himself at everything and um, kicked a couple of really important goals um, for us. Um, he, he just he battles hard every week. Um, yeah, didn't have didn't rack up a huge amount of disposals, just a just a twelve. But I mean, playing that forward line um, role. It can be hard to get a lot of the footy, um, but I thought he, uh, yeah, when he did get the opportunity, he had a goal assist, kicked his own two. Um, I thought he tried hard all game, and um, yeah, almost almost worthy of a vote for mine. Yep. And, uh, um, Nick Martin, we gave votes to mate. Um, again, another great game for him. Yep. Um, you know, and again, another first year player really, you know, leading the way. He is, mate, making the most of his opportunities. So uh, another good game from Nick Martin. Yeah. Uh, then what are we up to, mate? Uh, Alec Waterman. Oh, that's the last one. Last up. but not least. Yeah, well, he had a good game too, kicking the four goals. Uh, good effort for him. And, um, you yeah, know, he's really required uh, almost becoming our um, pseudo forward who can, you know, kick goals, you know, whilst uh, Peter Wright's being well held. That's it, mate. Um, yeah, it was uh, desperately needed on the day. Um, 
yeah, took the five marks and uh, had the five scoring shots, you know, kicking four goals and one. So, uh, yeah, played his role, played it well. Um, so, uh, no, good game from Alec Waterman. All right. Well, um, yeah, just the closing business, mate, because uh, I've got to head out. But uh, I was just going to say, uh, BFL women had another another win, which was see, against the Pies. Mm. Um, our twos went down. So uh, that's... A little bit disappointing, but uh, some good news, mate. Um, Tom Hurd, uh, he kicked two goals and had 26 disposals. So, um, you know, I really look forward to the day if uh, he ever gets named on the senior side and certainly held his um, held his name up for selection anyway with that kind of performance. Beauty, and I believe Alex Hurd um, took the yeah, field he as well. Goal as well. Yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, great to have the Hurd boys uh, out there and, and Tanya and James was there watching, obviously. So um, good to see that herd connection still with the club. Absolutely. All right, then we'll we'll finish up. And, um, yeah, until next week, go Bombers. Go Dons.